well, thanks, band, for that. And uh, good morning, everyone. And it's great to be in church, uh, wherever you are, online, uh, around this great big globe of ours. Uh, well, what a uh, different Easter it was last weekend. So Melissa and I decided we'd do something legal. So we decided that we would exercise. So we jumped on our tandem bike and we rode around dropping off Easter eggs to all the grandkids. So it was legal, exercise and beneficial. So we had a very different sort of Easter. So I discovered that my grandkids during the school holidays have been... Uh, what you'd say, very creative. And I'm going to give you an example of just what they've been up to. So just take a look at this short video. So well done, Andy. Uh, all that uh, basketball coaching's paid off and they never miss a shot. So good job. So, so let's, um, as we're isolated and at home, uh, let's not be... Uh, down in the dumps about it, but let's be creative and, and have a bit of fun along the way as well, hey? So we have been working our way through the harmony of the Gospels uh, since December, and we'll continue to do that for, for this coming term and, and the following term. But next week, we're going to kick off a, a series which is focusing on the attitudes of the heart. So really looking forward to getting into that. But today, I... It's like I just felt to press the pause button. And rather than go on and start the next thing, we're going to do that next week. But I really felt to just pause and, and just really sort of recap and focus on Easter and everything that's happened in the last week and where we are as a church. So if you want to grab your Bibles and turn to John chapter 20, and we're going to read from there in just a moment. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that as a church... We can come together, whether we're in the building or whether we're in our homes, Lord. Church is not about a particular place, but it's about the people. And Lord, I just pray that this morning, as we've worshipped together, as your word is preached, as we take communion a little bit later on with our emblems at home, Lord, that you would speak powerfully by your spirit, that each and every heart would be open to receive what you have specifically to speak into our lives to each and every one of us today. And we ask this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Thank you, Brother Patrick. All right, so we're going to read from John chapter 20, verse 1. And it said that early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene, went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. Have you ever been in a situation where the scriptures have just come alive to you? Or you've had an experience uh, with the Lord that you'll just never ever forget? I've always wanted to go to Israel, and hopefully one day that I will. But I was talking to my uh, cousin, Pastor Paul Geerling, a little while back, and he was saying that he went to Israel in the last couple of years, and the most memorable moment, the biggest highlight for him was when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane with a number of pastors, 
and they took communion together. And it was something that he would never, ever forget. And an interesting thing happened to me on Easter Sunday morning. Last weekend, we had our 40 hours of prayer. And I was just finishing my time slot. And it was early on the Sunday morning. And it was still dark. And I started to read this verse. Early on the first day of the week, Sunday morning, while it was still dark, and now I was reading and it was still dark, and, and I'm reading this on Resurrection Sunday, and it was like I just got taken back in time to where Mary Magdalene was and everything that was happening. It was just like the scriptures just came alive and just leaped off the page at me. And it was like it was just a real sense of revelation and understanding of what was happening in that time and just the importance and the gravity of that. So I want to take a moment just to talk about Mary Magdalene. She was a Jewish woman who was recorded in all four of the Gospels. Now, she traveled with Jesus and was one of his earliest and closest followers. She was there to witness the crucifixion. And she was the first one, um, after the burial, to be there and, and witness that the tomb was em empty. Mary Magdalene. Magdalene was not her surname. Magdalene uh, stood for the place that she came from, which was Magdala, which was a fishing town on the western shore of the Sea of Galilee. So it's just like Jesus of Nazareth. It was Mary of Magdalene, or Mary Magdalene. And it says that she traveled with Jesus along with another, a, a number of other women, and out of their resources, they helped provide for the ministry. So she, she could have been a woman that had a little bit of wealth. Also said that Jesus cast seven devils out of her. So I think... When you have an encounter like that with Jesus and you are cleansed and forgiven and your life is turned around, you have a lot to be thankful for. And she was obviously so thankful that she joined Jesus' disciples, his followers, and she was with him right through the ministry that the Bible talks about. So Mary was totally invested in the ministry of Jesus. And that Sunday morning, when probably many others were sleeping, she was the one that was at the tomb. She was the one that had this incredible encounter that we're going to read about this morning. And I want to ask you this same question. Are you invested in Jesus' life and ministry as a disciple, as a true disciple, as a follower of Jesus, as much as Mary was. What about us? Now, as we go down through this chapter, I'll just narrate a little bit of it, and then we'll get to a, another point where I want to read. We find that, that Mary, she's so excited because she's got to the, the tomb and it's empty. So in one way, she's excited, but in another way, she doesn't know what's happening. She thinks that they've taken Jesus away somewhere. 
So she runs back to the disciples. Um, Peter and John run down. They, they, they walk into the tomb. They see the, the empty grave clothes. And, and so there's all this confusion of what's going on. And then Mary begins to cry and an angel appears to her and says that, you know, the stone's been rolled away and, and, and then Jesus comes and, and she's so distraught that she thinks he's the gardener. And then he turns to her and he says these words. So we're going to pick up the story in verse 16. Jesus says to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. And Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. Wow, what a story. So Mary, that, that was crying and distraught and didn't know where they'd taken Jesus and, and, and all this fear and hopelessness, all disappeared when she realizes that Jesus is alive and she has an encounter with him. And I want you to understand this morning that an encounter with Jesus can change everything in your life. We are living... In times right now where there's a lot of fear, a lot of hopelessness, and it's widespread right throughout the globe. It's particularly uh, compounding on already existing problems. By that I mean people that have mental illness, that may be involved in domestic violence, that may be um, subject to suicidal thoughts. All these things are dramatically increasing because of the restrictions and, and the fear and, and everything that's gone along with the virus that is happening. They tell us that alcohol sales have gone up 70% as people are drinking more to cope and get themselves through this crisis. People are taking their lives out of fear of the virus and the unknown. Everything is being stripped away. No longer can people put their trust in their wealth or their possessions. Times like this make people think about what is really important. And lots of people are searching for hope. Well, if you're watching this live stream service today, and maybe you feel that you don't have any hope, well, I've got some encouraging news for you today. You see, as Christians, we have a hope in someone that brings assurance, that someone that never wavers, that someone who is our rock. And it doesn't matter what we go through. It doesn't matter if the world is shaken. Our hope is in the one who sets us free, who forgives us, who gives us a brand new start, who gives us hope and a future and a direction. And his name is Jesus. He is the answer to the world today. He is the answer to any virus or anything that may get thrown at us. Now, last weekend, we had 
our 40 hours of prayer, as I said. And this was a, a wonderful opportunity for us um, to come together, not in this building, but in our homes and take a one-hour slot and, and, and pray powerfully for this season and beyond that God would move mightily, that he would move mightily in us and through us. And I've been hearing some wonderful stories of God working in us and in people within our congregation. The story about one of the ladies in our church who led her first ever prayer meeting at work, and that had not happened before this. You see, people are searching. People need hope. Well, what about the other lady within our congregation who got to share her faith to the Shep News about what it means to have a faith through these times? And also another lady who, who wrote to me after the 40 hours of prayer and just shared what God was showing her about the church and the future as we come out of this. So God is using us and good things are happening. And just like Melissa said at the start of the service, this is a time for us to go deeper, to grow and develop. If, if you've been living a life where you just sort of come along on a Sunday and, and that's enough to get you through the week, well... We have to change that sort of mentality. We have to go deeper. We've got to, we've got to be um, growing and developing so that when things like this come, we are not shaken because our foundation is Jesus. He is the rock. And as we prayed through those 40 hours last weekend, that was a great opportunity for us to come together and to be praying for our nation. To be praying that God would move powerfully. That he, we would see incredible things happen as we focused on him as the answer to the issues that we have in the world today. I want to thank each and every one of you that, that made the time to pray. That, that saw this as a priority. That put your name down for a slot. And, and those people that were praying through the middle of the night. Bless you. And I pray that God would really... Um, move and answer the prayers of his people. Also want to encourage you, uh, 7 o'clock each night, set an alarm on your phone and just take a few minutes to be praying for God to move and do some mighty things that his glory would be revealed through this crisis. So I come back to the question that I posed earlier, and that is, for you to ponder, are you totally invested in your relationship with Jesus, just like Mary Magdalene was? We're going to finish off with communion now. And if you've got your emblems there at home, just, just grab your biscuit and your juice and we're going to uh, eat and drink together in just a moment. But I want you to think about this. The stone that was rolled away from the tomb, and those stones were massive and huge. And it had to be an angel that actually rolled that away. But that stone was not rolled away for Jesus' benefit, but it was actually rolled away for our benefit, for mankind. You see, Jesus didn't need the stone to be rolled away for him to get out of the tomb. We know that later on, 
that day, Jesus walked through a locked door and was in a room with his disciples. So he didn't need the stone to be rolled away for him to come out of that tomb alive. It was there for our benefit. The tomb was already empty, but the stone was rolled away so that we as mankind and the people that were there at that time would have the physical evidence of the discarded grave clothes, also of the angel's visitation, and then the actual appearance of Jesus himself who came to Mary first of all. So as we partake of our emblems together this morning, let us remember and give thanks for what Jesus has done for us. First of all, his crucifixion and his death on Good Friday. And then his resurrection on Easter Sunday when he rose from the dead. He conquered death and hell. He paid the price for you and I so that we could come back to him, so that we could repent of our sins, be forgiven, and enter into a relationship with a loving God through his son Jesus and what he's done for us. Let's eat and drink together. Bless you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the price that you've paid for us. And Lord, I pray that for each and every one of us that is watching this service today, Lord, that we would be people that are so thankful for what you've done for us, that we would be people that want to go deeper, that we would be people that as, as we work our way through the Gospels and, and we see what it is like to be a true follower, a true disciple, just as Mary Magdalene was. So, Father, we thank you. And we pray your blessing upon each and every one of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, the band is going to come back. And we're going to sing one last song. And I encourage you to just worship along with them. But this is a great time to just respond out of your heart over these last few minutes. If you have not entered into that relationship with Jesus that we've been talking about this morning, then I encourage you that you can pray a simple prayer of, of repentance, of asking Jesus to forgive you and take away your sin, come into your life for him to be Lord and Savior and King of your life. And that will start the journey of becoming a Christian and entering into a relationship with him. So I encourage you, if you have not done that, you can pray that right where you are this morning, in your lounge room, wherever you may be. And then I encourage you to go to our website, which is just lifechurchacc.org.au. And there's more information on there about salvation and, and about the church and who we are and how you can contact us. We'd love to stay in touch with you. Also, if you need um, a touch in your body, if you need um, a breakthrough in your finances, whatever situation you may be facing, I encourage you to just reach out and respond in your heart as we sing this last song together. So God bless you. And then straight after this song, uh, we're launching Life Kids. So kids, stay tuned as we move into Term 2. God bless you.